go. You're the audience. Chick, 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 yeah, you're good. Yeah, peak a little bit. That's good. Okay. Yeah, I don't I'm always think gonna you have a lot that You are. You fucking peak on every I don't know. Episode. I don't know. It's okay. It's a podcast. Nobody fucking cares. Yeah. And with that being said, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Box Ford. Again, we have made it. COVID has not taken us yet. Uh, just to let you know, that's the time frame we're still in. COVID is still a thing, and it's still a pandemic. But luckily enough, we get to record our podcast. Welcome to the Box Fort. It is me, Mitchell. See, I didn't do the awkward one this time. I feel really good about it. Uh, and joining me on this podcast is the lovely and always with me, my heterosexual life partner, Callum. Hey. Hey. So we are. Just to say that. Just heterosexual life partners. And again, we have somehow got a guest. I don't know why people still want to talk to us or even just be associated with us, but they do. Uh, and I'd like to welcome Ryan. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> oh, it's such a privilege. I'm oh, so honored. Ryan. It's so exciting. Speeding. Yeah. I don't talk with a lisp in real life. Only when I'm really excited. <laughs> just, just, just when you're hard. Yeah. Full boner. That's your full boner. <laughs> I've made a deal. I'm not allowed to have boners anymore. Oh, okay. no? no. What? It's bad. What? It's not good. Who the fuck did you make that deal with? Me and myself. And God. And God. <laughs> If there was a god, he would tell me right now, Ryan, you're not allowed. No boners. No boners. That, that, that makes me think of the movie uh, My Demon Lover. <laughs> it's wherever the guy gets aroused or something, he turns into a demon and then... That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they made a movie. It's a documentary. It's about you. Sweet. Oh, Jesus. Well, Ryan, I, there's something I like to do at the beginning when we're talking to somebody is, more importantly, how did we meet? How did we meet through Callum? Oh well, that okay, leads me okay. to I believe As we did. As a sound meet. guy, you need to really not hit the table that the microphone's on. But I like it. I get so excited. <laughs> That's why I'm not allowed to have erections. Yeah. Over <laughs> he just he needs a bongo in his <laughs> In fact, I might have a bongo. No, and honestly, who am I kidding? This is a fucking <laughs> podcast with. 60 people that listen to us. Hey, that's 60 people that didn't listen to us before. That's true. And I appreciate each and every one of you. I love you. Thank you. And at least three of them are masturbating right now. At awesome. least. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe pooping. Yeah. No, I don't even that. know if people are making love to the sweet I won't lie. Sometimes when I'm on the phone, I'm pooping. People yeah. don't know. They, they know. Sometimes they know, though. That's why I love AirPods, man. You can do anything you want with AirPods in. And, and I could be jerking off, taking a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Do you like how I look right at you? That's <laughs> yeah, okay. It's weird. We might have had a mutual tandem jerk off. <laughs> and we'll never know. <laughs> Gross. Fuck, what were we talking about? Now I just can't help it. <laughs> this is now an X rated podcast. Oh, it's always. Oh, it's always. It's always. PG 13. You don't have to worry. You can swear. Hey, if there's any kids listening, you're cool. Yeah. <laughs> we, we edit very small amounts out. Nice. Very small. Okay, but, how did we meet? Okay, so so we, we met because of you, Cal. So now, more importantly, how did you and Cal meet then? This is rare. We don't usually get the... I remember meeting Cal at McBurney's Coffee Shop. Is that where it was? Langley. Yep. And I think it was my first day that I ever moved to Langley from Aldergrove. Mm-hmm. And I believe you were there with Randy. Yeah, probably. And I would have been with Randy and Fred, probably. Yeah, Fred and Lee and all those guys. Lee. Oh. Lee Smith. I don't know this league. Yeah, it's okay. But yeah, that's. I think that's how I met him. I can't remember how. Uh, probably in like 1999 or something. I would think. 1999. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cal would have been 12. I would have been No. I was yeah. born in 89. No. Yeah. Yeah. If it was 1999, I was 13 in 2001. Because I started music in 1999. Well, I met you after you were doing it. Oh, I guess so. So yeah. it might have been like 2000. I was with Harris and the 10 or 5. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like 19, 18, 19, I think. Yeah, yeah, so you're, yeah, okay. So, so <laughs> 1999, I'm like, the fuck? So nine maybe, years maybe after that. Maybe 2009. Yeah. Yeah, so 2009, probably, yeah. that was yeah. it. Ten years off, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Ten, twenty, whatever. I was, nice. I was. We were very young people at that age. Can you imagine how fucked up I would have been if I was ten years old hanging out with all of you? I would have uh, not let myself out of the house. 
No. So, uh, like, come on, Cal, you, you're... I don't remember. You don't remember? I don't remember at all. Well, I, clearly, dude, neither does Ryan. My memory is <laughs> fucked. Dude, okay? I did so many fucking... I've almost OD'd like 50 times. <laughs> I just don't remember this shit. <laughs> my fucking brain Swiss cheese. I've had like three concussions. I don't remember shit. Nice. Yeah. I, do, like, I remember us being at McBurney's, but yeah. I don't remember if that was the first time we met. Yeah. But I don't know. I think we and Harrison was around there too, and then yeah. Anyways, that's how we managed yeah. through that a group. Anyway, Harrison and all those. Guys. We both like music. No, you both like music. Well, then okay. So you, you, I know you. I know you're pretty famous in some places of the world. You were just recently playing video games with me, and you said some fan <laughs> hit you up. So tell me, how did you get into music? And like, what what's your name? What is your stuff? What's your style? How did you make them? I got into music in 1999. What do you make, Cal? I just went and Cal. <laughs> Apparently, he was 10 years old and I asked him to play keyboards, but he didn't even know what that was. Yeah. And he's like, "Get back to me." And what's, what's hilarious is I actually was playing piano at that time. I, was, I took nice. piano lessons till I was about 12. Sorry, sorry. But continue. How did you get into music? So I started in 1999. I met a friend in Alder Grove named Lindsey Mickey. Um, through him and his friends, they were all musicians, and I just started hanging out with them and became inspired by what they were doing. So I started joining all their band practices and blah, blah, blah. And then he started showing me Fruity Loops, and I started learning on that. And from there, I just started buying gear. Um, I believe in 2001, I met Jaden. We formed Purpale at that time. And uh, what kind of what kind of music is uh, is that? Uh, it's electro rock. It started out as synth pop. Okay. And then once the band separated, and I went by to a, moved it to a solo project. I turned it into an electronic rock band. Tower project, a solo project. Well, I was I was, I recently was listening to a couple of your songs, and uh, I was saying like, if we ever did. Uh, Cal says you would hate me for this. <laughs> but if we ever did a, a David Bowie cover band, you're our lead singer. Nice. <laughs> That's funny. I used to play shows all the time, and people always say I sound like Jim Morrison all the time. Jim so back, yeah. back then, I had curly, long hair. Oh, so yeah, I was like yeah. the total Jim Morrison look. So all these like cougar chicks in the bars would be like, dude, you're exa- you sound exactly and look like Jim Morrison. This is my dream. <laughs> did, did, did you I, I'm like, get away from me. I'm not. I'm not interested. <laughs> then you're rolling um, around on the ground. No kooks. No. Thank you very much, but thank you very much. No. No kooks? Oh, no man. Kooks. Yeah, that's how music started. I continued doing music. I ended up going to school to support my music, doing digital design. When I left there, I went to audio engineering at Nimbus School of Recording Arts and BFS for sound design. And then that's how I started into graphic design and media artwork is through college. And that's where we are now. And that's where we are now. That's that's pretty sick. That's quite the journey you've had. Mm-hmm. I mean, skateboarding somewhere in there, right? Skateboarding happened, I started when I was like 12 years old. So I've been doing that my whole life in between everything else. Because you are, you are a champion skateboarder, aren't you? Not a champion skateboarder. My my mom calls me a champion. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I heard something along the lines of a, a bull champion or something like that. Yeah, I've entered contests and I've placed and stuff. Um, last year in 2019, I was in Cam City Jam and came third place in there, full competition. Uh, the year before that, I entered an intermediate for in Squamish and again came in third place. Okay, so you, but you, I'm not great, but I'm okay. Yeah, I would, well, I would say you're top three. Yeah. Yeah, so at least top three. I'm at, at least going against 12-year-olds. So yeah. <laughs> says something about a 40-year-old dude. <laughs> Fuck these kids. I've honestly seen skaters who are like eight years old who outskate like... 30-year-olds. 30-year-olds and guys who are professionally skating, to be honest, like... I wish I could skate, man. That's something I've never been able to do is, like, ski, ice skate, like, any of that kind of shit. I just can't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't skateboard. Yeah. I can't skateboard at all. But I can longboard. Yeah. But longboard is, like, a way 
I say it's more safer skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Like a you're more chill. A little bit more chill, except for those people that like slide on their hands down the side of a mountain. I'm like, I got no ass on my ass cheek for that exact reason. <laughs> I got no skin on my ass I cheek. I saw the pictures on was it Facebook? Did you post pictures? Yeah. Yeah. It's very that was brutal, sitting. dude. I love, I love that on Facebook. You literally just don't give a shit. No. Like, look at my fucking scraped up ass. <laughs> so good. People need to be aware of these things before yeah, they yeah. go out skating. Wear your right. ass pads. Bring your ass <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bring your Vaseline. You're going to need it. I recently fell, but it's all healed now. I scraped the inside of the entire side of my arm. And, Did you hit a tree root? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I hit a tree root. I just skid. And then I was like, well, my face is going to be fucked. Not today. And I did a front flip over. That hurt a lot. That's awesome. I uh, cheered myself up by getting a milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> I think the worst fall I ever had was I was rolling into like a six-foot bowl and hit a rock right before the coping and went mm. head first to the flat. <laughs> Knocked myself out. Damn. That would have been yeah, a sweet was... picture, though. Wasn't even doing a trick. Not taken out by a rock. The trick is you lived. Yeah. It was during school, and then I went back to class, and my teacher's like, "You can't be here." And I was like, "Why?" And she's like, "You're covered in blood, dude." And I'm like, "So? I'm here to learn. I'm here to learn. I'm here. I showed up. What do you want from me? How dare you not give me my commitment?" So I ended up going to the nurse's office, cleaned myself up, coming back. Yeah. Well, that was a normal life in skateboarding. I think we're on our worst falls and stuff. I, I get the side of a van once going down the 208 hill. Nice. Yeah, the guy pulled out. I went boom right into it, dented his whole uh, whole side of the van. Best part is barely a scratch on me. His whole. <laughs> I almost got run over by a bus once. Oh Jesus! I was skateboarding in the bike lane in New West down the hill during the down the main strip. And yeah. then I again hit a rock <laughs> and flew off my board like 15 feet. So I was giving her like as fast as I could. And then there was a bus right behind me and right I there. flew just about under its tire. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, the, where we are right now, we're not going to say I don't want anybody to dox. But there's a there's a hill with a ravine. Mm-hmm. I was going down again, longboard. <laughs> car pulled out, so I swerved around it. Then I hit the curve and I started to sail. And I looked down and I was over top of the ravine. I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> Ended up clearing the ravine and skidding on my ass on the other side. That's brutal. Nice. Yeah. That's but, so brutal. That's, oh man, it's so, I'm so surprised I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah, you can just wake up every day and go, why did I, did I how yeah. am I still alive? Oh, yes. I feel like you've had a few of those days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, jumped off the side of billboards, yeah. a barn. Yeah, he's jumbo bust up. Benches, like bus stop, big covering, awning things, and all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, I've never even wore pads or helmets my entire life in 25 years of skateboarding. I've never it had, shows. I've never. <laughs> I know, right? Genius. <laughs> yeah, I've never had a broken bone or anything or anything seriously happen. But I'm also not like an insane person. So. I mean, I, the, the jury's still out on that. Yeah. Right? Don't worry, I'm still considered an insane person too. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, I noticed uh, you have an entire wall of board games. Yes, I Now, heard. people, when I say he has an entire wall, <laughs> it's legitimately point A to point. I'm going, I, like, look on our Instagram. Cal's going to take a picture. It's <laughs> a just... If he lets me post it. It's a just packed to the tits of, like, every game I've ever wanted to play. <laughs> he's got DVDs. He's got everything. On. It's just a nerd's paradise, and I love it. What, it yeah. what inspired you to just love board games? Happened two years ago. This is like... That's two years? years? Yep. Jesus (laughs) Christ. (laughs) When I get into stuff, I get into stuff. So, yeah, I met some guy at work, and he was in the board games. He always talked to me about them, and I was like, "Eh, okay, whatever, board games. Mm -hmm. That's fun. But then I was thinking, like, Monopoly and shit, and I was like, I fucking hate Monopoly. Fuck (laughs) this shit. But then he started telling me about all these games, like Scythe and everything, and Vindication, and all sorts of stuff. And then... I went over to his house one day at a game night and I joined and I was like, holy fuck, this is sweet. Yeah. This is dope. So ever since then, it's been buying games. Oh, we got to play some of these sometimes. Yeah, there's tons. There's probably like, I don't know, like at least a hundred there. Oh, at least a hundred. Because there's all the expansions and all of them too. It's not just base games. It's like, oh, you get them all. 
Yeah. And that's what I like about you. You go all out. You fucking yeah. go hard on anything. <laughs> I, know. Right? I remember when you used to live in the studio. Yeah. And you wouldn't sleep for like three fucking days. <laughs> and you're just making music. I'd leave at like, I don't know, midnight. And I'd come back at like four in the afternoon. And you're like, dude, I haven't slept. I'm like, what the fuck? And you've just been working on the same song over and yeah. over and over again. Yeah. I'm just trying to get that everything just fucking perfect. Yeah. And this is why I'm single. <laughs> I mean, you can be my heterosexual life partner yeah. too. I'm totally yes. cool. Three way. We could yeah. yeah. be in a throuple of <laughs> Until I start putting that attention on you, and then you're like, no, yeah. go no. to bed. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear. I don't want anything to do don't, with this. Don't even. There's so many nights that we've been playing Call of Duty, and I'm like, dude, why are you going to bed? You're like, I got to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. Five years ago, I've been like, fuck work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm staying up all night. Yep, now you gotta pay rent. Now you gotta pay rent. Fuck. Well, I'm so. Again, going back on the tangent of uh, getting addicted to things, Call of Duty. Can we just talk about that for a sec? Yeah. That is the only reason you have that game and I have this game is because Ryan and I bullied you. <laughs> the, the kindest bullying I've ever. Fuck guys, I can't afford it. I got bills. I got a kid. I just, maybe when it goes on sale and then like in a matter of 10 minutes you guys both split it and pretty much bought the whole thing. <laughs> we are not playing this unless everybody is playing it. Yeah, everyone's having fun. Yeah. But the, if we like just, hey, Hey, idiot. <laughs> we want you to have fun with your friends. Because <laughs> yeah. we were all playing Warzone, and then you, then you got... Right. Whoops. I went on my Facebook Marketplace warp rampage. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I must own this like I own 10 million board games. Yeah. And you did. This will be mine. And I did. When you did that... So and, then did I, that and then we bought him. With fucking video games. How many video games did you buy in like a month? You bought like 20. <laughs> some shit. I legitimately bought every single Call of Duty ever released. You did. You did. <laughs> you did. And then you're trying to convince me to... Build. No, dude, you got to get this one from like... 2001. It's so cool. I love it so much. And then I played it once. I was like, "This is shit. This yeah. is a garbage game." I'm going back to Warzone. I'm definitely not a like. I like new games. I don't like old games for some reason. Like, yeah, I hate I'm, old I'm games. such a graphics person. I love visual. Right. Right. Like I'll play still play like Skyrim or something, but I can't. Like I go on like an old Nintendo or even an old Xbox. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> what is this shit? See, I I'd like to go back and play World War Two again. Call of Duty yeah. World War Two. Yeah. yeah, I should have that. I got it for free. Oh shit, dude. Do we all have that? Yeah. Nice. Oh. Yeah, I think I have it. We can always get a campaign. Yeah, right. Like Ryan's got time for that. Now. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm I'm supposed to say sorry to talk about so much video game stuff but somebody doesn't like it when we talk too much about it. <laughs> I bet you can't guess who. I don't care. You're right. I just, there's girlfriend. other things we need to talk about too. Is there? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah there is. There's tons. There's tons. You got a whole fucking list. I do got a whole fucking list. A lot of them we've cleared out already by like who oh wait I'm like who are you? Like why is your middle name Tweak? <laughs> My middle name Tweak. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I should probably change that. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I refer to myself as Tweak because that's what I do musically is Tweak stuff on synthesizers and stuff. So it's kind of a fitting term for that. Mm-hmm. But in reality, <laughs> I'm a fucking freak out <laughs> freak show. And I decide to freak out on people and they're like, you are a fucking tweaker, buddy. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. Can't help it. Sorry, not sorry. Um, yeah, but generally those people deserve it. Yeah. That's one thing I like, though, is you'll tell people to kind fuck of. right. Well, yeah, not... <laughs> not to some extent, but you yeah. generally tell people to fuck off when they when they need it. Oh yeah. I mean, you told me to fuck off. When I didn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like ten minutes later, you're like, "Sorry, man, <laughs> didn't mean to tell you to fuck off." <laughs> I was going yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, that's why I kept the name anyway, just because I think it represents what I do creatively. Mm-hmm. Even like when it comes to digital media and stuff, that's kind of what I still do. In a sense, is like. But to clarify, you're not a tweaker. No, <laughs> I definitely I had my drug days back in the day and had my fun, but now I don't do anything. You know, sober well, living. I mean, you're like about. ADD, like I am. Mm-hmm. Like I can't stop moving. That's that's why. enough of a drug for me right there. Oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Between the two of you, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. if I did speed, I'd explode. <laughs> uh, I can't do heroin apparently. Because, well, that's good. Well, I was told when I dislocated my arm that I had to get six shots of morphine, but yeah. my body just metabolized it so fast. Yeah. They're like, good news, bad news. Good news is, you're never going to be addicted to heroin. <laughs> bad news is, 
You'd waste your money if you wanted to do that. That's like, you're I've, the coolest doctor. I refuse to take anything else. I smoke pot and that was it because I know if I did like blow or something, I'd be a fucking nut show. Yeah. Like, I no, I'd, I'd get that like aggressive, crazy cokehead. I know I would. I mean, you're already aggressive and crazy. Exactly. <laughs> you know, blow. I can't. Right? Like, this is tweak 2.0. Yeah. I've dealt with enough. And that's, you know what it was? I was working in the bars. I saw these fucking guys tweaking out a blow. And I'm like, I know if I do that, I'm going to be worse than him. That's I've never, true. I've never done it. I've never touched hard drugs other than, in, and weed's not a hard drug. So I've, yeah. No. No. So yeah, that's the, that's the reason. That's the story about why you're called tweak. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm down with it. I, I just thought it was your middle name. I was like, your parents are real cool. <laughs> <laughs> parents are definitely not very cool. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> I, was hoping, I was hoping for that. But no. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, how, why did you work in a sex club? Ooh, why did I work in a sex club? Nice. <laughs> now, I say this. This is why I can't have boners, people. <laughs> now, I say this as I look past Ryan in, in his beautiful home that he's got these thigh-high beautiful boots going on in the background. Yep, yep. Those are my evening wear. <laughs> <laughs> when I turn into the lady of a night. Yep. So, why did I go to sex clubs? Well, I was grew, raised in BDSM clubs pretty much from the time I was like 19 onwards. I was just talking about working, but continue. So, let's talk, let's talk about this. All right, let's do it. This is going to be fun. This is, this is content. This so, is. we're going to talk about probing you now. Wait, so, anyways, I, Cal will be my subject. Yeah. You show me on him, and we'll go from there. Nice. I mean. So, yeah, I went to BDSM clubs, but I was never into BDSM, whatever. So, I went there to dance. I went to all the golf clubs, like Sanctuary and Descent and all sorts of stuff around Vancouver. And so I was just there for the music, really. And then through relationships and stuff, people wanted to dabble. And I was like, nah, it's not really for me. So I was confused about whether like, I was just a fucking wanted to be a man whore, if that was okay to do. It is. Or if I was polyamorous or something else, right? So I ended up working for a sex club so I could figure out my sexuality, I guess, what I wanted in my life in that way. So I spent like half a year working there, talking to um, couples and stuff and getting their perspectives why they're doing, like why they're um, doing what they're doing. And again, relationships aren't my thing. Ryan does not get boners. (laughs) And if you want to give Ryan a boner. Yeah, but that didn't really turn out for me either. So, yeah, I think I'm just happy just existing for now, but... You do you. I mean... But I'm always open to exploring, so that's what my whole life motto is, is experience as much as you can and get real-world experience that, and instead of getting experience from other people telling you yeah. about their experiences. I always try... If I'm curious about something or if I want information about something, I'll actually go live it and go see what it's all about in person. Well, that's and the best it's, experience. Yeah, and then if it's not for me, well, yeah. then I could say, well, I've done it, yeah. and this is my experience with it, and this is why I don't decide to have that in yeah. my life. I figured or it out. Or do, or whatever, right? You're a trisexual. Yeah. You try everything once. <laughs> I thought you just meant I really like Zelda, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be part of being a trisexual. Yeah. And who doesn't really like Zelda? Let's be honest. Zelda. Uh, Okay, hold up. <laughs> right, okay, now, I'm going to be fair. I haven't really played much. I played when I was a kid. Like the original. Is Zelda a man or a woman? Zelda is a, a woman. So, See, this is, this yeah, is, this I is, don't is the controversy here. Hold on. <laughs> it's Princess Zelda. The main character's name yeah. is Link. Oh, yeah. right, right. Fuck. Jesus right. Christ. Well, thing, I don't know. I, I, when I think of Zelda, I think of Link. <laughs> I'm an idiot, yeah. I don't know anything about. I did the same Zelda. thing for years, man. I don't even. Know I, you know, I know Link from fucking Smash Bros. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <You're the best. laughs> Smash Bros. Right? Like, I, I love Smash Bros. That's, That's awesome. So okay, continue. Why you never got into Zelda? I don't know. I just never did. I'm not. Those aren't my kind of games. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I kind of. Yeah. 
I used to sneak for some reason. My parent, my grandparents had a laser shoot Larry. Yeah. So every time I went over, I'd sneak in the laser shoot Larry disc. Again, this is why I don't get boners. Le- <laughs> laser suit Larry. Le- Le- laser suit Larry is one of the best mini games. Yeah. Ever. So yeah. funny, man. Man, I remember. Do you remember um, Postal? The one where you just literally went around and just fucking shot oh, people. Oh, you mean you mean the murder? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like you took all the fun out of Grand Theft Auto yeah. and you just put bags over people. And the graphics were so bad by the time they were amazing. And like the every country in the world was like, no, yeah, you're never allowed to play this. And I don't country. remember <laughs> how I ended up playing it, but I remember we had it we played it one time. Yeah, I've never heard of it before. Yeah. <laughs> Is it new? <laughs> <laughs> Remake. <laughs> Okay, host. Oh, I'm sorry. I was <laughs> fucking throwing up uh, in your mouth a little, little bit. bit. It's a little. Okay, so Zelda is probably <laughs> one of the best characters in video games. I, I, I guess. He's one of the what? Well, who would you say is the hottest character in video games? Oh. Oh, that is a thought. That could is. be Laura Croft, maybe. Yeah, now are we talking? Like, hold on. Are we talking Laura Croft nowadays? Or are we talking Laura Croft polyboobs? Nowadays, she's a fucking yeah, babe. Nowadays, which is like, but before it was Angelina Jolie. Pretty much any of the Asian chicks on Dead or Alive, those those titty bouncing Asian girls, beach volleyball. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I remember that. Yeah. Holy fuck. That was like an Xbox game. That was. It was an Xbox yeah. game. Dead or was Dead or Alive. <laughs> yeah, Dead or Alive. Beach when Ball. I was when I was little, it was the Duke Nukem strip. Ah yes. Oh strip good strip. call. Yeah, I remember good that. Good call Samus. Yeah, Samus is. Pretty I cool. must get in here. <laughs> I'm not allowed in real life, but I can come. Isn't it weird to think that like our kids aren't gonna know what the fuck we're talking about, like at all? That is crazy. One day somebody will be like, "Dude, you played an." NES? Yeah. What? The fuck's a Game Boy? And I'd be like, dude, no, no. I played an Atari. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I played ColecoVision. Yeah. yeah that's I what had, I, I had, Mine was Atari. original Nintendo and the original Game Boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you remember the first game you ever beat? Duck Hunt. Really? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think you can beat Duck Hunt. The first day Nintendo ever came out, the yeah. first day I got it. And then beat Super Mario in like four hours. That's sick. And I think that was like the first actual sit down video game session I had. I can't remember with Nintendo. I remember Xbox, original Xbox, or no, sorry, N64. Played a lot of N64, like James Bond. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. beat that. I would say the first legit game I ever beat was Mario 2. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I made it. That was the first game as a child. I was like, yes, I did it. And then from there, I think the only other game I've legitly started and then finished would be the Batman Arkham series. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, I have a hard time finishing. (laughs) 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 And this is why Cal has to get boners. (laughs) He must practice. (laughs) I do, though. I have a hard time finishing games. I get, yeah, I get I, bored. Yeah, I get it. Like, The Witcher, I never finished The Witcher 3, and it's an amazing game. Never finished it. Yeah, it's the same with yeah. any game. I'm Assassin's sorry. Creed games can never... I, yeah, I just... Oh, no, I did a finish an Assassin's Creed, uh, Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah, I finished a couple, but... I mean, the one yeah, with I think the guys the So should we uh, talk about his new magazine? Nope, not yet. Come, well, fucking Christ. What else do you got on there? Well, I wanted to know whose board idols were. I wanted to know why it was French <laughs> vanilla. I want to know why the French vanilla hot chocolate thing. What's your favorite fruit? Of course we're going to talk about his magazine, Cal. You know why I talk? I'm excited. Jesus. You know why I drink French vanilla? Because it's the only damn thing on the menu that I can drink. <laughs> Tastes like bitter shit. So if I drink real coffee, it's like crack. Oh, I and can I see that. And I will never stop talking or like jittering or fidgeting. What about hot or... chocolate? Can't drink hot chocolate. Yeah, but... Okay. <laughs> I should cut down on the hot hey. chocolate. <laughs> hey, it's no longer gay. It's homosexual. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Not the gays. Wow. Cal, every time. <laughs> every time, buddy. Uh, okay, but seriously, Ryan, super cool things are happening right now. Talk to me about this magazine. You've just been blowing up social media about it. I want to hear this. Tell me. So yeah, three weeks ago, I got a random idea. I just wanted to start shooting photography. I've been talking about shooting skateboard photography for a while. So one day, I just got the ambition to go out there and just start shooting. So I went out skating, went to the park, started shooting all these guys, took my camera home, put the 
photos in the computer and I was like, holy shit, these are actually pretty good. Edited them up and then shared them online and then because of the amount of positive response I got from them right away, it made me realize that the content that was being created would have been good enough to be in a magazine and a few people actually legitimately said that like the sh should be in a magazine and I was like okay well I guess it's time to make a magazine <laughs> so I sat down and then came up with a brand called Ripper Skate Mag um, the Skate Mag part of it was created by Scott Alexander and Jonathan Fluvog um, they put their little two cents into that and then I disagreed with them at first and I was like no that sounds horrible. Not doing it. <laughs> and then eventually I just started do, referring to it that, in that way. Um, but yeah, I started it three weeks ago. Um, since then, I've been going out every couple of days shooting at parks. Um, I ended up getting a partner, a business partner. His name is Hippie Mike. He's been in the skateboard scene for many, many decades, for a couple decades. Uh, he knows a lot of people, very well connected and a very good guy to be connected with. Um, and he's hard to, he's a hard guy to sell. He's very business minded, so he doesn't just jump on projects just for the sake of jumping on. He has to see real value in it and see that whatever he's putting his time into is going to be worth investing his time into. It's not just going to happen and fail right away, right? right? So, yeah, I started shooting and right away he came up to me and we started talking about him wanting to do the logistics side of the skate mag and I would do the creative content of it. Um, so, since then, last weekend I was out and Hippie Mike also makes skate ramps. So he built some of his friends a skate park in their driveway. So we had Andy Anderson come out, who's a very well-known high-end professional skateboarder. He was there for the day with a lot of the protest riders. And we ended up skating and shooting that day. Um, and that was very successful. And then for the past week, because I've been releasing so many photos and so much content, more and more people have been getting excited about it. So I've been approached um, with some opportunities to expand. Uh, we have some people interested in um, licensing the brand Ripper so they could start so I could get an external company to focus on branding I won't have to spend so much time doing the business or legal ends of it and they will be representing me in that way so that's very very important to start as a foundation um, Hippie Mike will be in charge of skateboard logistics so he'll be tying into his own personal network of people that he knows and relationships that he's um, developed over his years of skateboarding to introduce that into Ripper. On top of that, um, yeah, just the sheer amount of support that we're getting is what's making it all happen. So, ah, oh, that's exciting! Like, I'm so excited for you. Is mm -hmm. every every time I'm on Facebook or anything, you're just like, "This is happening now! This is happening now! Oh my god, what is happening?" I'm like, "Yes." Yes. yes. <laughs> nice. So one thing about the magazine, uh, what sets it apart from other ones, is right now it's a local-based Vancouver magazine. It's not going to be released for print. It's an interactive digital media magazine. What's an interactive digital media magazine? Um, basically, it's similar to a website, but it's released through PDF and you can include 2D animation in it. So you can have text animating in and out. You can include music, videos, pictures, the whole nine yards. The same thing you can put on a website, right? But unlike a website, well, I guess you can too, but anyways, <laughs> it's the reason why I went that method is because it's cost effective. It doesn't cost me anything to put it out and B, Everybody has a cell phone, and you could be at a skate park and be looking at this magazine on your cell phone, and then all your friends are like, hey, what are you looking at? And then all of a sudden, they're like, they see what it is, and then they're like, sweet, I want that. So they'll just 
text the person in the magazine or it's super easy to share it between mm-hmm. platforms, right? Um, but the magazine is taking the focus of professional skateboarding kind of more so out of the picture. Usually when you look at magazines, you're seeing sponsored professional skaters all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what the main focus of it is because they're repping, repping brands and they're repping companies and, and stuff, money. right? And there's a lot of money. And there's lots of money. And we're going to do that same thing too, but in a different way. But our focus on, on our brand for what the magazine is, is we want to lump some local skaters and average everyday skaters with professionals. So right. it doesn't matter if you're an eight-year-old kid at a skate park. If you're doing crazy stuff just as good as a pro will we'll include that in the magazine right um so a it's about including everybody in skateboarding and divulging what the real skate community actually is and not just what a professional skate community is and then we're also releasing articles to support skateboarding and reduce the myths and stigmas of that skateboarding is just punk rock and bad and it's volatile or whatever the case may be right don't get me wrong skateboarding is cool skateboarding (laughs) is cool and it is volatile and and it is extreme and punk rock but there's also been a bad stigma in that, right? Yeah, right. But in today's day and age, things are changing a lot. And I'm seeing that even at skate parks, that there's more support and more community-driven things happening. So we're taking that approach. So our first issue is going to be about a tribute for a skater named Ryan McKellar, who was based in Burnaby, who skated the Metrotown Skate Park all the time, and who started Mosaic Skateboards, Mosaic Skateboards. And he ended up influencing a lot of skaters um, in his time because he was just pretty much a supportive and nice person. Like, you'd go to the skate park and you'd be riding a crappy deck or be having a bad day, and he's the type of guy who'll come up to you right away, include you into the circle, Mm -hmm. and be like, if you want to skate, I have a skateboard. You can skate. Here you go. Mm -hmm. Right? So he did anything in his power to support other people. And I... Myself, through my skateboard experiences, I've experienced that my whole life, is that there's a massive amount of support if you want a skateboard. And people are always super generous, whether you're they're professionals or skate shops or just other skaters. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. The generosity is always there. So I want to give that back through this magazine. So right now, the first thing that we did with the magazine was jump on a fundraiser. And what the fundraiser is doing is collecting skateboard decks um, from individuals that want to donate them. Then they take those skateboard decks and they sand them down and then let kids paint them. And then once they're painted, they put them in an art gallery for viewing. After they're shown in the art gallery, they are then auctioned off and 100% of the proceeds goes towards buying art supplies for kids in recovery wanting to do art and be educated in art. What is the name of this fundraiser? Um, Right now, that can't be released, but it will be released soon online. Okay, that's right. Um, Just because it's very um, sensitive because of kids in recovery and stuff and their protection of their identities and that's fair it, and whatnot but um but if people wanted to say have skateboards to give you or contact you is you should we give you your email or something like that yeah you can go on instagram at ryan clark 1983 or look up ryan tweet clark on facebook and then you could always privately message me there and we could work out details um so that's been really exciting. In the past week, we've been doing it. We've already raised 40 skateboards, and we donated 40 skateboards to the cause, which they're super related about. And it's an ongoing project, so we're actually going to turn it into a skateboard recycling program where if you have an old deck and you don't need it anymore, instead of throwing it in the garbage, you give it to us, and we turn that into money to raise for a fundraiser. What a, that is probably the most noble cause I've ever heard of, Brian. Yeah, so this is what the magazine is about. All the articles that are going to the magazine isn't just to rep amazing skateboarders. It's about repping the skate community as a whole with the skateboarders. It's about, um, yeah, just 
influence, create an influence in the world, a positive influence. So a couple of other articles we're doing is we're going to be interviewing a couple of people who are focusing on going to native reservations and they have their own skateboards they bring and their own pads and helmets and everything. And they go to all of the native reserves and teach kids how to skateboard because they don't have means of skateboarding there that is fucking as frequently so we felt that was something to be covered um other stories from skaters we have some professional skaters in mind that we want them to talk about their personal struggles and how they actually deal dealt with skateboarding through their career and all their injuries and their ups and downs and whatever um but we want to release content that is more impactful and interesting than I just think talking about kickflips and 360 yeah, yeah, flips yeah. and who are you sponsored with and shit like yeah. that. Um, I want it to actually... You want the human side. and like the, Yeah, and I want the magazine to be kind of a collector's item too, right? Or a mem- memorabilia. Like, for instance, when we release this Ryan McKellar issue, it's like the family members and all their friends and everybody who knew him, it's not just going to be a magazine for them. It's going to be like a piece of memorabilia that they're going to put on their bookshelf forever, probably in remembrance of this guy, right? Yeah. And what he did. And then on top of that, other people that didn't know him will become inspired Yeah. by the, by that story, right? Um, so that's what's important for me in skateboarding is not just skateboarding and being a super good skater, but it's also about showing support and being community-driven and bringing people together and being able to be to influence the next generation to do the same thing. Yeah, and that's cool because like I've never I, I can't skateboard. I've never been able to skateboard, but I've always been very interested in the skateboarding community. I've always even when I was a kid, the Tony Hawk games yeah. and all that shit. So right? speaking of Tony Hawk games, it's funny. I just did a whole bunch of research because I was scoping out Tony Hawk on Instagram yeah, and yeah. stuff. <laughs> his milk and coming from his words and like watching videos and stuff, it's funny how much Tony Hawk's pro skaters actually influence skateboarding in the real world. Yeah. Like, that's why a big boom is happening in skateboarding right now. Ever since Tony Hawk came out, kids have been going home and playing Tony Hawk. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, is this even possible to do in real life? And they go out and try and do half of this stuff in real life. And they're doing it. Yeah. Can I do a dark side flip? I can do a dark side flip. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. So that it's actually that game is actually a huge impact on the skate community. I mean, everyone's playing Tony Hawk, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember still... PlayStation One playing. Yeah, no, that's yep. that's me. That's what I mean. Like I've, I think N sixty four. They had there was a Tony yeah. Hawk in N sixty four, and I used mm-hmm. to play all the time. Right, I've always been very, and that's I love. I've always loved the skateboarding community. Yeah. I'd watch videos. I just I could never do it. Right, and it sucks, but yeah. it. It's a really cool community. Yeah. A lot of the extreme sports stuff is, yeah. right? I think that's how even Ripper got like inspired by. Because I have been doing a lot of research on Tony Hawk and other pro skaters and stuff. I know what... For instance, Tony Hawk is doing like he does a lot of generous stuff too. Like he goes around all over the U.S. and Canada, and actually builds skate parks. Like yeah. the Kamloops skate park was actually designed and built by Tony Hawk. That's cool. I didn't know that because he ended up visiting Kamloops. He saw their skate park, and they're like, "Dude, you got a hurting part. Yeah. Like we got to do something about this, right?" So he has, um, I forget what it's technically called but it's like the Tony Hawk Foundation or I don't know I can't, yeah, re- I can't yeah. remember it's some sort of skate park foundation um, but yeah that's what he does is he builds awesome skate parks in places that don't necessarily have the greatest ones yeah. so people can enjoy skating there was the, the idea of going to the native reserves is really cool yeah. I think that's a really really because they, they don't have the means to do it right there's mm-hmm. probably a lot of talent a lot of kids out there that want to do it and they just can't right? yeah that's that's awesome. Is it Tony Hawk? Foundation? It is called the Tony Hawk Foundation. Yep. It helps mm-hmm. uh, diversity uh, under diverse communities, creates safe and inclusive skate parks for the youth. Yeah. So yeah, that's what inspired kind of Ripper as well, is because all these professionals and other guys actually taking the time to do something positive, right? And I think it's more important to if you're creative content if you're a content creator or any type of artist 
is I've worked with a lot of artists that had the ego approach who just wanted to be like, yeah, I just want to be a rock star. I just want to be successful. I want to get lots of money or whatever. Yeah. And in my opinion, I've never seen success in that with any of those attitudes. But what I do see success with is with people who aren't seeking money and who are just doing it because they want to do it and they're doing it for the right reasons. And success also isn't defined by money. It's defined by your own personal um, it's happiness and gain. It's whatever you feel is yeah. whatever your idea of success is. And my idea of success, success is, is making A, myself happy, doing what I love doing. And then B, being able to make others happy and to be able to create communities and be able to create friendships and be able to um, nurture all of that yeah. into one cohesive unit. So in the future, you're just surrounded by amazing people doing amazing things yeah. and you're having a great life. Well, I'm excited for the future. Yeah. No, yeah. No. Please don't leave us behind. <laughs> Everybody is welcome yeah. all the time. I wish more people thought like that Yeah, because I'm in the same way, right? Like, yeah, of course, I'd love to make a lot of money, but... It's not about the money. It's about right. doing what you love, making enough to survive. Well, I think it's similar but, to the dating world. If you become, if you seem too desperate to a girl, a girl will be unattracted to you, right? Yeah. So it's the same with music and art and business and success. If you feel like you're desperate and you're working 20 billion hours around the clock like I used to and you just have one focus is just to be a rock star or some sort of like super successful whatever success is in your, in your head, it's not a real tangible like goal really it's just a fantasy right well I think somebody said that um, and even talking to people who are successful like rock stars and like um, a lot of their stories are because they were doing what they were doing for the passion for the passion right so they weren't going into it being like I'm going to be a rock star blah blah no they were just doing what they were doing they were having fun doing it everybody else around them was picking up on their energy that they were putting out and then that's why they started getting popular like some people get popular is because of what they're portraying into the world like how they're representing themselves right yeah well it was uh, the drummer from Trooper that inspired me to do things yeah he said I have to be well he's um, a building manager for a couple of uh, apartment buildings yeah and then he goes, yeah, I do this because I need to make money. But he's like, I still go on tour with Trooper all the time. It makes me wicked cash. Yeah. But I, it's art. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I find that, yeah, you don't, like, what I'm doing now compared to what I did 10 years ago, I felt like I did four times the amount of work for nothing for like 10 years ago. Yeah. And now that I, since I've been working doing this... I'm doing half the amount of work and getting like 400% more success rate from it. Yeah. Just because I'm enjoying what I'm doing and because of the way I'm presenting it and the way my attitude is towards it. Right? You're, you're passionate. Yeah. You found a passion. You found a purpose. It's not just passion though. It's like caring about other people. It's like almost taking a Buddhist approach to business. Yeah. It's you're making it selfless, egoless, and you're including others freely and openly. Where you can still run a business in a legal aspect and in a technical aspect and have all the boundaries put in place like a regular business, but you could also allow people into that mm. and not be afraid that it will falter because of it, right? You just need to have strict boundaries, strict guidelines, and know what you want and how what you want from people, right? And know the people that you're bringing in, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And communication is a huge thing, right? Well, so. what, what was that? What was I go? Purpose is that little flame that lights a fire under your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people even just might not have the time to commit all the time. Like, I get a lot of people who just want to do stuff popping in and out of projects or just want to do stuff here and there, right? And that's totally fine, too, because it all, it all helps you go further down into your journey. So, mm-hmm. well, wow. yes, accept everybody. And then eventually people will start accepting you. So. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. No truer words, Ryan. Yeah. Ryan, we're going to now do my favorite subject. <laughs> it's called the Lipton questions. Do you nice. know who James Lipton is? Yep. Oh, nice. excellent. Finally, somebody knows what the fuck <laughs> talking about. Is he the guy that made Lipton noodles? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Now, with the lifting questions, you're going to answer these questions as fast as you can. i got ten questions for you. Are you ready? Yep. As fast as you can. Ready? Three, two, one. What's your favorite word? Donkey balls. What's your least favorite word? Donkey balls. 
<laughs> what turns you on? Oh my god, a no boner! <laughs> what turns you off? No! Oh, not getting boners turns. Ooh, okay. oh, I don't know, I'm confused. <laughs> I got those switched around. Understand me, please. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite curse word? Shazam! Shaz that's, okay. that's not a curse That's word. not a word, but I'll take it. It's very volatile, <laughs> and it sounded really bad. What, what profession, other than the one you are doing right now, would you like to attempt? Oh, porno. Nice. For sure. What profe profession would you least like to do? Oh my god, accounting. Oh, okay. <laughs> and finally, if heaven exists, what do you want to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You're allowed to have a boner, Ryan. Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> With that being said, thank you again to everyone that listened. Lauren, hey, shout out to you. And Tanya, Ashley, and Jason, thank you for being the few people that actually listen and <laughs> send us questions. <laughs> They're gonna be like, what's this guy in boners all about? What the fuck is this? Have you never dude? listened to any of our stuff, Rocky? Yeah. <laughs> literally talks about boners all the time. Yeah. This guy has issues. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a medical study for people that are gonna be like, these guys are messed up. Nice. <laughs> Just listen to this, you'll figure it out. Oh, also, if you email us, we're probably never gonna respond to you because we don't check the email that okay, often. Okay, well, I'm gonna be better now that I got shit more already. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking phone doesn't send me notifications for email for some reason. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, it's much easier to get us on our Insta, Facebook, yeah. and all that stuff. But before we start doing our plugging stuff, Ryan, is there anything you want to plug? Yeah, you can check me out on Instagram at Ryan Clark. 1983 um, Facebook Ryan Tweak Clark um, within the next week all that's going to change though I am swapping over to all new social media accounts for Ripper Magazine so for now you can just email me there if you want to be directed to the new Ripper Magazine sites I can give it to you over personal messages we'll, we'll, put, we it, we'll put it in the links it. at the bottom of the show and is Cal is there anything you want to throw out there no no. Just the box for Instagram. It's, um, oh shit, what is it? The, the box, box for podcast. <laughs> I was trying to find it. I, I can't remember anything. Also, it will be linked down in the bottom. You can follow me at the real Mitch JK. It's at real Mitch JK, not the, it's at real Mitch JK. I, I love it. It's also, we have the box for three and follow us on our, it's all going to be down at the, the bottom show notes. And I love how you ask us to plug things, yet it's all right there. It's People all right are there. listening to this, they know where to find us. They don't know where to find us because obviously we don't put it down there enough. Uh, Ryan, I, thank you so very much for being an awesome interview, being a good friend and being a good person. I know whatever you're going to do is going to be super successful and uh, I'm happy to go on this ride with you any way we can. Awesome. Thanks, Mitch. No problem. And with that being said, thank you, you beautiful people. Goodbye. Bye. All in one productions.ca.